2: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the May 3rd edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. Thank you for making me a part of your day, whether you are listening on your drive home, maybe it's... The night that this is being recorded, or maybe it's at 2 a.m., because I love to tweet this out at 2 a.m. Central, because in my opinion, after a few whiskeys, this thing has got to sound like the best podcast you have ever heard in your life. And even if it doesn't, I do my best every day to make it the best sounding podcast you have ever heard in your life. Coming up today on Locked on Thunder, we'll give you a quick update on Alex Abritas, and I'll tell you why. We don't need to just put this in the rearview mirror when we're looking ahead to all the other off-season developments that may happen for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll hear from Sam Presti because going through his press conference one more time, there's a lot to get to. There's still a lot to just rip and tear apart from Sam Presti, but it has to do with the Thunder and how they're constructed and Paul George, etc., We'll hear from Sam Presti in segment two about how Russ can improve his game and whether or not Jeremy Grant will be back. And then there is one guy who definitely wants to be back with the Thunder. But the question is, do the Thunder want him? Find out all here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Real quick, my name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. hosted a lot of Thunder post-games, the occasional pregame. I've covered this team now for... Five seasons and enjoyed every minute of it. I don't think I have had as much fun covering or, an organization as I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I'm a credential member of the media, so I get you audio and video and then post that at lockedonthunder.com. And thanks again to the folks at Thunder Digest for allowing us to advertise everything that we have going on here at Locked On Thunder via their Twitter feed. And on occasion, I do a podcast for them called the G League. And hopefully now that the Thunder season is over, we can actually get that back started up with Chuck Cheney and myself. do want to tell you that if you like what you hear on the Locked on Thunder podcast, that we have more available at LockedOnThunder.com. Every single one of our podcasts are archived. This week, everything is about as evergreen as you can get. So if you missed anything on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday... It'll fit real well playing it on Friday or the weekend. And we also have audio and video from exit interviews and pre and post game stuff. If you just want to catch up on what was going down with the Thunder this year. Let's dive into segment number one here at the Locked On Thunder Podcast and talk about Alex Sabrinas, who had surgery today to address a sports hernia. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Played in 75 games last year for the Oklahoma City Thunder, averaged 15 minutes. Do you know that Alex Sabrinas averaged 15 minutes? I'm a little bit surprised because he was getting yanked in and out of the lineup so much, I thought it would have actually been less. Anyway, I'm digressing. Let's talk about this Alex Abrines situation. I think this is one of those injuries that's very easy to dismiss. We look at it, we say it's sports hernia, we've heard it a thousand times, Alex Sabrinas had it operated on in early May, and by midsummer, he should be ready to go and certainly should be healthy by the time the regular season rolls around. And I don't disagree. I mean, that's pretty much the attitude I have. But I also know that we've seen guys go in for surgery, and when we think they're fully recovered, they're not quite as healthy as they really are. Now, most of that happens a little bit closer to the season or sometime in season, But that was part of Alex Sabrinas' problem this year. At least that's what Billy Donovan said that was part of Alex Sabrinas' problem this year when he wasn't making shots. He said the guy wasn't healthy. So let's hope that Alex Sabrinas, that six to eight weeks worth of recovery time, if it takes a little longer, it's all healed up and ready to go by the season. And I will definitely be keeping an eye on Alex Sabrinas not only throughout this offseason, but through the preseason and the beginning of the regular season. And if he struggles, I'm not saying that's the reason, But we have to remember that he was injured, he went in for surgery, and we just can't take it for granted that he's going to be healthy and picked up where he left off at the end of the season this year as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now on to Paul George because I know that's what everybody really wants to talk about. Paul George still has a while before he becomes a free agent. The Thunder still have a while in the recruiting process, which I guess Sam Presti... Could be talking to his agent, or if he's not talking directly to his agent, then guys can be out talking to each other and making sure that everything is cool and that Paul George wants to come back. And you just, you, you got to stay in constant communication, especially amongst the players. And, and Russell Westbrook reiterated that point during his exit interview, saying the most important thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder this summer was not exactly what's going to happen on the court, but maintaining relationships off the court. So whatever Paul George decides to do, he can do. And then the Thunder can recover from it. When it comes to PG, my big question is, can the Thunder, and there ever be a point in time in the Thunder's history where we see them attract big-name free agents? Where, Th- where Sam Presti doesn't have to trade for guys, And the Thunder aren't losing guys. They're they're bringing them in. Will there ever be a time in Oklahoma City? Sam Presti here talks about the only way the Thunder had access to Paul George was, in fact, to make a deal.
1: We weren't going to have access to a player like that in any other way. Um, Especially not at that age or with the type of fit next to our core players, meaning um, Adams, uh, Westbrook and Adams. It just, you can't get access to those players. Now, um, there's a significant amount of risk that comes with that, but with where we are in the juncture of our timeline as an organization and where we were with Russell at that point in time, uh, you're going to have to get comfortable with that. I mean, we talked about that at the time. Um, we also think that although it was a disappointing year, in our first year together, um, there were some really positive things that took place. It wasn't enough we feel like maybe should be a little bit better, but the foundation in year one, um, you know, is certainly in a optimistic uh, framework, but we trade it for him because we get to be around him. We get to build a relationship with him. We get to build a relationship with his representation. We get to answer questions. Um, and you get to have dialogue. And as I said before, um, you know, we're able to talk about those things openly, uh, I, I, if you're fortunate enough to get a an hour-long free agent meeting, it's not going to be here. It's not going to be in front of our fans. It's not going to be, you know, in the environment. That, I personally think this is a wonderful environment to play basketball as a professional athlete. Um, a big part of it is the universal and unwavering support that our fans provide the team. I think it's a great quality of life. I think that, you know, our we're resourced exceptionally well by ownership to provide the players an environment to amplify their talents. Um, and I, I'd like to show that to anybody. But um, but I think what we've learned over time is you just have to be yourself.
0: See, I don't know. I mean, when you hear that, when you hear Sam Presti say something like that, doesn't your mind automatically go to Oklahoma City can attract free agents isn't that what Sam Presti's saying in a very roundabout way is that "Ah, Oklahoma City we're not going to get free agents so the only way we had access to this guy was to deal some of the parts that we liked and that's the best way we could get him that's at least what I thought maybe I interpreted it wrong and maybe you're saying right now dude you're way off on this well you don't know until you ask so I asked Sam Presti hey if this is the only way you could get Paul George, then what are the big objections you're hearing about the Thunder and Oklahoma City from either agents or players? Sam Presti says, "Ah, ah, you misinterpreted my words.
1: It's not really, an, it's not. That's not really the, that's not really the, the context of the of the comment. Essentially, just it's respect to team building. So, um, you only have so much space available." Uh, when you have a player like Westbrook or Adams, that's going to take up a significant amount of that space. Um, those players are generally drafted, and they're generally drafted toward the top, but there's also the the, the occasion in which a player can get picked out of the, a needle in a haystack and get picked you know, somewhere else within the draft. But generally, higher draft picks have the higher projection to become those types of players. We weren't in the position to be in that race. Uh, we had a team that... Wasn't um, declining itself uh, and opening up salary cap space because we we won forty seven games last year on the heels of um, uh, the of, of free agency. Now we could have pulled the court at that point and gone a different direction. Um, some teams would have done that, um, but and that would have opened up plenty of space. But with that, there, you need to have elite players to attract other elite players in today's NBA. So for us, it became more of a trade conversation um, in order to, to get a player like that. And um, in order to do that, you have to give up good players to do that. So it's more systemic in terms of how can you add those types of pieces to your team based on where the timeline of your team is. We're still working off the canvas of 2008. Like, we arrived here and we haven't turned the page because we haven't rebuilt the team since 2008. And I'm I, I'm I'm happy about that. Um, at the same time, we're we're trying to make it work, you know, as long as we can. Um, but ultimately, us like every other team is going to have to find ourselves in a position where we'll have to rebuild. Um, the the ability to get Paul George uh, prior to Russell's contract um, opportunity, I think, was the best way for us to have a chance to continue to 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 stay on that track and not. Uh, take a different turn uh, because I think the fans in Oklahoma City have been so great, so supportive. We want to try to keep uh, an elite team on the floor as long as we <coughs> can. And as Fred asked earlier, that could come with a big expense. But um, fortunately for us, that expense hasn't been uh, longitudinal, you know, and it's certainly not permanent. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at after after 10 years, hopefully going on 11.
0: As long as I don't see big-name free agents coming into Oklahoma City, I am going to assume that this is not a destination spot for free agents. And maybe that is wrong. Maybe it's the total wrong attitude to have. And maybe we will see this Thunder organization blossom so much here over the next few years with Russell Westbrook, Steven Adams, maybe Jeremy Grant at the helm and the Thunder get better, and guys look and say, that's that's a team where I can win a ring, and then they will sign at Oklahoma City. And I'm not talking about guys who are necessarily ring-chasing at the end of their career. I'm talking about guys in their prime. But until I see that, I, I can't help but think what a lot of the narrative is, is that it's just, for whatever reason, not a place that guys have at the top of their list. And part of it may be, in fact, Russell Westbrook. And as much as I don't like to say this, I think we do have to consider, I think Russell Westbrook has to consider, and Sam Presti and Billy Donovan, that maybe Russ has to change his attitude and maybe Russ has to change his game. Going back to yesterday's podcast or a couple of days ago, I really believe that the Thunder need to change their approach to guys who are free agents, be they in the organization, or be they outside the organization, and be a little bit more like Golden State, like the, the the Clippers were a couple of years ago, Golden State with Kevin Durant, and the Clips with DeAndre Jordan, and not necessarily kidnap guys, but constantly, constantly show them the love. And I know Sam Presti was talking about the organization with Paul George and his agent you know, and what the future is, but sometimes you just got to coddle guys and let them know, we want you. I mean, let's face it, that's what they've known all their life since they were young as everybody's been telling them they were good. Russell Westbrook is just the opposite of that. So maybe that's why we don't see Russell be able to connect to a Kevin Durant or a Paul George because all his life he hasn't been told he was the best. He's had to fight his entire life. So maybe Rush just doesn't have that in him. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your host, Eric G., part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Coming up in the next segment, will the Thunder keep Jeremy Grant? Does Sam Presti regret not extending Jeremy Grant this past year? Find out. Segment number two now of the Locked On Thunder podcast. And before we get into Jeremy Grant, because that is a big question that the Thunder have to solve this year, Russell was asked, or Sam Presti was asked about Russell improving his game. And what are the things that, that Russell needs to do to improve this next year? Sam Presti says, "Hey, nobody in this organization works near as hard as Russell Westbrook does."
1: One thing I, one thing I can tell you about Westbrook, is, um, he's driven. Okay, uh, he's going to keep coming. He's not going to, um, you know, kick his feet up and um, expect to um, come back next year and, and have things just all that all of a sudden be a little bit different. I think he's going to, based on every competitor, I think he's going to spend, now whether he'll tell you this or not, he's going to spend a lot of time thinking about the things he can do to get better. Um, And, you know, for our team, one of the things that I think he's focused on trying to do is become a better three-point shooter. And I see him late at night in this gym working on that. You know, his ability to continue to catch and shoot and knock shots down, I think, is a a big part of his continued uh, evolution as a player. With all that being said, you're talking about a guy that is amongst the best players, if not the best players in the league. It would be easy for him to kind of rely on what he's done, but he's not going to do that. The areas for him to continue to improve, those are things that, one, you know, uh, structurally, how can we continue to find ways to put him in position to be – uh, enhances effectiveness, you know, I wouldn't say make him effective because he's highly, highly effective. You know, we one thing about him is over the last 10 years, um, we have the second most total wins of any team in the league, including the playoffs other than San Antonio, and Russell's been here for all of that.
0: I don't doubt that. I, I, I don't doubt that, that Russell Westbrook spends late nights at the gym, or even goes to practice after games. Goes home, sees his family, has dinner, whatever, and then goes back to the gym on a night that he was terrible. And well, and terrible by Russell Westbrook standards, okay? So that means low shooting percentage, not enough assists, not a triple-double team didn't win a game. I that that makes that makes total sense. It, it also makes sense as to why Russell Westbrook would then have such a high standard for his standard for his teammates which Stephen Adams talked about. That's one of the issues with Russell is that high standards for teammates. Well, Steven Adams didn't say it's an issue. But we all know those guys who are intense and want to win and will do it at all costs or do whatever it takes. Sometimes that guy can't quite get his message across to the guys that don't have that in them. And you got to work really hard to motivate those guys. And a lot of times... It takes being nicer than maybe a dude like Russell Westbrook wants to be. One guy that Russ doesn't ever, ever have any issues with is Jeremy Grant. He has said as much throughout the year, even reiterated that in his exit interview. And as far as Jeremy Grant goes, it's a big piece that the Thunder need to figure out how they're going to bring him back this year. Ultimately, what will it take to bring back Jeremy Grant? It's going to be a lot of money. The Sam Presti regret letting Jeremy Grant become an unrestricted free agent
1: well I mean with respect to that I mean I don't know how much I can say on it other other than um you have to have two two people have to uh, cooperate with respect to an extension right and you didn't mention the fact that he's he, he's potentially extension eligible um with respect to restricted free agency you just don't know what the market could potentially be. Uh, we didn't know what was coming at us. Uh, we knew that we were going to have an expensive team. Sometimes people forget that um, Carmelo's, Carmelo's deal is roughly, was, was basically the equivalent of McDermott and Cantor. Um, what we saw there was a chance for Carmelo to start and play as a stretch player next to these other players. And Doug and Ennis, based on their time here, were more situational players for us. And um, we had a hard time sometimes. Uh, you know, it's when you have Steven Adams, the backup five can sometimes, you know, suffer. Now, Jeremy, fortunately, can play a couple different positions. So that's helped him a great deal. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we knew that we were going to check in pretty high anyway. Um, adding more uh, to that, um, you know, at that point in time, could have been preventative to other things. Uh, And we still have the opportunity to use bird rights at the appropriate time to have conversations with Jeremy. Uh, He also is, you know, one of those players that is extension eligible. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, we'll have those conversations, and we're excited about his development. We hope he's excited about his development and the track he's on. Um, But, you know, it's a marketplace, and you have to see where that goes.
0: Like Paul George... Jeremy Grant doesn't benefit from signing the extension. Now, the Thunder benefit from both of them signing the extension, but Sam knows that that's not going to happen. And Jeremy Grant, probably like Paul George, 90% of his mind is made up. He knows exactly where he wants to be. His agent knows what teams are interested. And Grant started forming in his head where exactly he would be the best to fit in. Which also brings us to this. I almost forgot and left this out today. In fact, I didn't put it on the rundown, but it's something that's got to be mentioned. How much are the Thunder willing to spend this year when it comes to guys like Jeremy Grant and Paul George? And are they willing to go into the repeater tax, pay more of the luxury tax? Sam Presti, what do you say?
1: The only way that our team becomes a really expensive team is if Paul George chooses to stay with the Thunder. So if you're asking me, if we would like to keep Paul George, if he wants to keep his talents in Oklahoma City at the cost that it, that it, that it takes to resign him, the answer to that would be affirmative. Uh, yes, because Paul George is a very unique player. So that's how our team gets extremely expensive. The other way I think you have to look at that is over the course of a 10-year period. Um, over the course of 10 years, our team... Uh, has had about the 12th or or 13th highest payroll in the league. So we're in the top half. Teams around us in terms of our total dollars over that 10-year period of time, San Antonio, Orlando, the Clippers, are kind of in that bookending us. Um, we're about $6 million less than San Antonio in total payment over 10 years. Um, with respect to uh, efficiency of that spending or, or wins percentage of the cap that's spent we're in the top three so san antonio houston oklahoma city uh, are you know with respect to like efficiency of uh the the winning versus the percentage of the cap you're using we're in the top three so i'd like to think over those that 10 year period of time um you know we've been in the middle of the pack you know with respect to payroll and we are in one of the smallest markets in the league but i think we've also been economical in that spending. Now. You also have cycles of your team. Um, Russell Westbrook is in the, the prime of his career, uh, and the opportunity to extend what was a what has been a ten year um, you know run to further that is and potentially could come at a great cost. But that cost is not a cost that's going to be going in perpetuity. It could be a one year significant spend uh, in order to to retain a player like George in the best years of of Westbrook's career. And it's also not historically something that we've been doing. So you kind of come to these points in time, and the the alternative would be to, uh, you know, rebuild the team and go in a different direction. Uh, On the heels of the 16 free agency, we had that choice. We chose to keep competing. We chose to keep going, to see if we could find a way to stay at an elite level. Uh, I understand we're disappointed. the The year did not go to the level that we want, but the foundation that we have and the ability to keep a player like Paul George, given the fact that we've were you know eleven or twelve over the over the, the course of ten years, it could take that for a year in order to continue to, the the ten year run. And it hasn't been something we've been doing for a long time. So um, the answer is is that's how we get expensive. Um, and the to, the other part of your question was, um, does the performance of this particular year's team... Uh, again, I think... I don't know that you can really look at it that way, uh, only for this reason. I don't think that's a reflection on whether or not Paul George is a good player. Russell Westbrook is a good player. Stephen Adams is a good player in terms of foundationally. And I also don't think that we really saw the full team because, one, of the lack of continuity, that empirically um, teams take bumps... With with regard to their net, just by keeping the group together, Uh, we went from a zero to a three. We can expect, based on history, a little bit of a bump there. Factor in Robertson, a little bit of a bump there. Um, I think we'll be a better team. I also think that continuity-wise, for Billy, I think there's a lot of things that line up to say, um, you know, you should probably run this back and give it an opportunity. And you know, from there, then you might have to make some tough decisions, but. I don't think it's a tough decision if Paul George wants to stay with the Thunder, given the fact of how he fits with our... That
0: was a long-winded
1: answer. Very
0: long-winded. But remember, this is a podcast. And you have the ability to re- rewind, fast-forward, pause, anything you mentioned. So I like to leave those the, those longer pieces of audio in. And I one of the reasons why I left that in is because the myth about the Thunder is that they're cheap. And they don't spend a lot of money... And Sam Presti blew that all up right there. And and what he essentially said is, yes, at least for Paul George, we're willing to spend whatever it takes. Even if it's just for a year, we're willing to put that money on the table or put it into the luxury tax because we want to win and we know that the fans want us to win. And from there on, you can't accuse the Thunder of trying to cheap their way around anything but yes they are in a small market and there are definitely challenges this is the locked on thunder podcast i am your host eric g this is part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
2: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama
0: But we do know that there is one guy that made it abundantly clear who will be an unrestricted free agent this offseason that wants to be back in Thunder blue and orange.
3: Oh uh, man, I don't know what my future may hold. You know, I guess we'll see what happens July 1st, but uh I will say I would love to be back It'd be a Thunder. That's for sure.
0: What what's what has this year been like for you just just overall? What what's the the biggest takeaway you do have from this season?
3: Just the opportunity, the the experience, um, playing in front of probably the best fans in the in the NBA. You know, fans have been amazing. You know, I've been on teams where you lose two games, you get booed, and, you know, people say all kind of things to you. But here, you know, win, lose, draw, whatever, you know, these fans got your back 100%. You know, we come in last night, 4 a.m. in the morning, they all out there waiting for us, you know. You know, that's... That's something that's unheard of in the NBA. You know, I'm used to that in college basketball. That's something I've never seen before here in the NBA. So, and I've been in the league 13 years. But uh, the season's been great, man. You know, it's obviously it didn't end the way we, we quite wanted it to. But uh, overall, I you know it's been a great year. Um, I've had fun. You know, you know I grew up a lot of relationships with some guys, you know, made some brothers, you know, some some new some new brotherhood I have now on this team, and uh, that's going to last forever, so I, I can say that, but um, I mean, overall, man, it's it an A-plus, man. Uh, I love to hear. All
0: right, Sam, you just heard Raymond Felton. He loves the Thunder. He loves the guys. He loves the fans.
1: Do you want him back? Uh, You know, I can't really say. The answer to that question is we really enjoyed having Raymond here. When we get to July, we'll be able to have those, those conversations, but he was very good for us. Nah, don't be politically correct. Get yourself in trouble
0: with the NBA. Tell us exactly what you feel about Raymond Felton. Honestly, Raymond Felton should be back on this team because unless you can go out and find another veteran leader that can make that second unit cohesive, then he's your best option. He was your most consistent player coming off the bench last year. More importantly, the Thunder needed veteran leadership because things did not turn out the way any of us thought they would. Even Sam Presti. Sam Presti said that over and over again in his press conference. Well, you need those ever-steady guys that can sort of Calm things down. Make sure that the rookies understand and the younger guys understand that just because things aren't going that well, it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to blow up. So bring back Raymond Felton. Also, he's really good in the media scrum, and his exit interview is excellent. It's short. Get it at lockedonthunder.com. That wraps up today's episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I am Eric G. We will be back to wrap the week up tomorrow here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And we'll hear from Andre Robertson. Where is he in the rehab process? Steven Adams, we'll talk with him a little bit more about how this unit needs to be more cohesive, what guys need to learn. So we get to all that tomorrow on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until then, ELE, peace, love, and thunder up.
2: You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.